Hey, hey, this is Elevate Life with Angie. That's me. I'm your girl. Listen, here we're going to talk about emotional awareness and personal transformation. We're going to have some fun and keep it real. We're going to stay away from shame and judgment because don't nobody need none of that. So stick around, relax, enjoy yourself as we elevate life together. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Elevate Life with Angie. That's me. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for hitting play and being a part of today's episode. I really feel that when somebody's listening to an episode that you're actually a part of it. I'm hoping that you do what I do when I listen to podcasts that I love. I I really feel like I'm a part of it. Like like I could be sitting in that room dialoguing with them. And I I hope that that's what you feel and experience when you're listening to any of these episodes, I'm making this for you. This isn't about me at all, to be honest. Like, I know it might sound contradictory because, I mean, my name is even in the, you know, it's Elevate Life with Angie, but it's really for you. It's to encourage you and hopefully bring some comfort. And I'm hoping that when you're listening to these episodes that you're thinking about things and maybe processing or I know some episodes I've walked us through like pausing and reflecting. I really hope you're participating with what's happening in these episodes. And I want to encourage you. That's what these episodes are for. They're for you. It's for you to um, participate with what's happening All the goodness, even through the hardship, there's so much goodness. So all that to say, I'm so glad that you're here. And I really hope that you enjoy this episode. I'm excited to share it. I do not have a guest today. And I, um, instead of waiting until I could schedule one, I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to share what I experienced recently because I, did something that I feel like is pretty cool and I'm proud of it. And I I hope it inspires you and moves you in your own life. So it is December. What is the date? Today is the 13th. I'm recording this on the 13th. Hopefully I'll have it up and ready to listen to in a, a day or two, but it's December 13th. Oh, my raspy voice. Here it is. I'm going to cough. <coughs> Thank you. Um, as usual, I've been talking a lot and singing sort of a lot. Those of you who know me, those are the two things I do regularly. Obviously I'm talking a lot. That's what I do for a living. Uh, when I'm working with clients and families as I'm talking, but then the result is sometimes my voice is, um, gets over, I don't even know, used, um, worn. And I have to really, um, I'm trying to learn more on how to take care of my voice better and my throat and that type of a thing. And that's why I'm going to take a little nap after I record this episode, because I definitely need a little more rest today, but I digress and I recenter <laughs> to what I'm here to talk about today. I, um, yeah, I'm just going to jump right in guys. I, I did something last week that I've wanted to do for many years. I'm 45 and I've always wanted to audition to be in a show, a musical, honestly. And last week I did. And I want to share about that experience with you because, man, it it was a real experience. Um, Those of you who don't know me that well, I'm a huge theater lover. 
My family is very into the arts. I, my daughters, my brother have been in many productions. My daughters are choreographers. My daughters and my mom, myself, my brother, we're all singers. I come from a long line of um, artistic ability and create creativity. Um, and music is just, it's, it might as well be my heartbeat. Honestly. Um, I don't play any instruments really, but I have sang for many, many years, um, never professionally, but, um, grew up singing in the church and, um, just grew up all around music. I'm a, I was born in 76. So, you know, I was a, a tween in the, in the, when the eighties were wrapping up and I'm just totally an eighties baby, but music is just really part of my heartbeat. I like make up little silly songs with my grandson just cause we're walking down the street and it's just, I don't even try to, I, it just comes out. It's really just a part of who I am. Anyway, we have been a theater family for many years. I've always worked backstage. Um, I'm usually on the hair and makeup committee really enjoy doing hair. Um, again, never professionally, but I just enjoy it. And I feel like I'm pretty, I do a, a good job of that. Well, for years I've wanted to be in a show, but for some reason it never even dawned on me to try to be in a show. And recently, um, I had heard that my daughter's friend was going to be directing Godspell in my area and that he was going to have hold auditions for folks 18 and up. And so I had asked him, I said, Hey, do you have a cap like on the age, like, you know, maybe 18 to 30 or, you know, I don't know. I don't know if people do that even, but I asked the question and he goes, Oh no, it's just as long as anybody's 18, I don't, you know, they can audition. And and I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I should audition. And I had to really pause and like ask myself um, some questions. And this show, Godspell, I've really loved this show for many years. Uh, my girls and I love it. They sort of grew up on it. Um, the original show um, was, gosh, back in the, I think it was 72... Um, let me think. Cause I had looked that up. Yeah. Yeah. It was like in 72 and I don't know what came first, the musical or the movie. I'm guessing actually, I have no idea which one would have come first <laughs> to be honest. Um, but anyway, we, um, were introduced to the movie and I bought it and gosh, it was my girls. Yeah. They grew up on this. So, you know, 15 years ago or however long ago it was. And, um, have always really, really loved the musical. Um, so those of you who are not familiar with it, it's about, um, it's, it's <laughs> kind of like a, um, a quirky, silly, super unorthodox portrayal of Jesus and the disciples. And, um, it, from my understanding, like the guy who wrote it, um, the reason that he wrote it was it was to give people a way to um, learn about religion um, in general and specifically like the teachings of Jesus. Um, and so um, the songs are really full of depth and meaning. Um, there's tons of different like styles of music in the show, which I love. There's like jazzy numbers. There's like up-tempo ones. They're slow, pretty ballads. And I love that so much. Anyway, um, when I found out it was that specific show, that got me like excited. And I just thought, you know what? I've, I've always wanted to do this. And I was like, what am I waiting for? I like asked myself that. What am I waiting for? And I... I didn't, there weren't enough reasons not to try. 
I didn't used to live like that before I would have found many reasons not to try and I would have let fear hold me back ultimately. But I'm at the stage in life that I'm just tired of playing small. Um, You may have heard me say that before. And um, I'm just going to be really honest with you guys here. And I've mentioned this before and I'll keep on saying it. When you hear my words, please do not hear anything as if um, I'm shaming you or judging you. So like when I said, I'm tired of living my life um, playing small. Please don't hear that as if I'm accusing you of that you're playing small. Maybe you are, but this is not a judgment conversation. This is all to encourage you and to bring hope and um, hopefully to, to motivate and inspire you. And I'm just being honest with myself. I have come to the place where I'm tired of shrinking back and not trying for so many reasons, for so many reasons. And I, some of you know, I've lost 40 pounds, like in the last year or so I've lost eight inches in my tummy and I, I physically have more energy now. And so I was thinking about different reasons, like why I'm like, what am I waiting for? You know, before years ago, 20 years ago or whatever, I would have thought, well, let me wait until I lose weight. I lose more weight, you know, or I'll wait till the kids are older and I'll have more time. Stuff like that. And and those are real things. They're valid things, especially with me. I was a single mom for pretty much my girl's whole upbringing And so those were real things. I I wouldn't have had time when my girls were, you know, 10 and, um, oh, why do I do this? I come up with numbers and I have to think there's a six year age gap. So 10 and four, um, I wouldn't have been able to audition for a show at that time. Um, I've always worked full time and been very invested into, um, like my church community and volunteering and stuff. And then obviously raising my daughters, I wouldn't have been able to do a show then, but now I'm asking myself, what am I waiting for? The girls are older now. They don't need my time. Like they used to, I have free time. I actually have lost weight. I actually do have energy. My schedule, like my Monday through Friday schedule, allows me to create room for for these things. And so when I asked, like, what am I waiting for? There were genuinely were not enough reasons for me not to just try. And those of you who know me, I am a big fan of trying and just throwing something out there because the result of that thing does not define my identity and my worth. And now that I understand that, (coughs) now that I understand that it isn't hard to try because there's no fear connected to that. Um, I'm, I'm not saying I'm perfect at this by any stretch of the imagination but I have come to the understanding. If I try something and it doesn't work, it's okay. If I try something and I fail, which actually I don't believe is a real thing. I don't think that we fail. I think that we can just choose to learn and try different next time or realize, Oh, that's not the Avenue for me. Um, There's more to that statement because I'm not suggesting we try something one time and then, oh, that means it's not for us. That's not what I mean at all. Um, If anybody has questions on that or response, please feel free to message me and I'll give you the full understanding of what I'm saying to what I'm saying regarding that. Um, But anyway, for today, back to the show in my uh, me auditioning, I I just was like, you know what? I, I really want to. Now, there's. A couple um, 
things <laughs> regarding this story. So one of them was um, the fact that the director is my daughter's really good friend. And our, I mean, he's our family friend. He's hung out at my house, you know. And then the assistant director is my oldest daughter, Marisa. So that matters, right? Um, so in my process, I first had to ask myself, like, do I want to do this? Do Like, what am I waiting for? Covered that. Okay. Like, this is a good time to, for me to try to do this. Then there's this reality that a friend of our family and my daughter are the actual directors. And I'm like, wait a minute, I can't, how am I going to audition for these people? They know me really well. They know what I sound like. They know what I sing like. They know, like, how do, how is this going to even work? So that really got, I, I paused because of that. Now, I do know other families that, you know, maybe their 13-year-old, a 13-year-old who has a 26-year-old sibling is on the directing team. And I've always even wondered, I'm like, how do they give a fair like assessment, you know, without like just doing all this extreme nepotism or whatever. But I've seen, I've seen it happen in a way where I'm like, no, this seems really fair. There's not extreme, um, favor on the relative, you know? So I have seen it done where it's still been professional. And now this is a local theater, you know, type of thing, but so basically what I did, I, I asked them both. I'm a big fan of just having clear, honest, direct conversation. So I went to both of them and I said, you guys, I'm thinking of auditioning. Um, but do you think you guys are able to like audition me as if it's not me? Like Marisa, would you be able to be on the other side of that table observing me as if I am not your mom because I want to go into this as if I'm not your mom. And some of you might be hearing this and be like, that's never going to happen. That's not realistic. That can't be done. Honestly, you guys, if you knew my family, we actually do have the ability to do this, to separate when it's needed in a healthy way. <coughs> oh, I should have had some tea before I, I did this episode. I just have water. Um, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just talking out loud. <laughs> but so I just asked them clearly. And because I knew I did not want any type of favor, any type of um, extra perks or anything. I I wanted it to be genuinely professional. I didn't want to get any breaks. If it's going to be hard, well, I want to go through it hard. I'm, you know, I, that's just how I'm wired. Um, I don't like, and plus it's like an integrity thing also. And I'm big on integrity. So I knew I wanted to go into it as if I didn't, wasn't related to her and didn't know him. And they both, I said, honestly, you guys, like, can you audition me as if you don't know me? Cause I really want it to be that way. And they said, Marisa was like, no, mom, I, I have to audition everybody as if I don't know them. Cause even my other daughter, Annalisa was going to audition too. And she's like, even, you know, <laughs> even sissy, I, she's not going to be my sister when she walks into that audition room. And, um, and so did he, he said, no, um, you would be auditioning. Like, I don't know you. I said, okay. Okay, I trusted them. I knew that that was my intention also. So once I got past that part, then I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I literally decided to audition the day before auditions. <laughs> Those of you who know me will not be surprised that I did that. Because again, I'm not afraid of throwing something out there and taking a chance. I had to quickly find an audition song. <clears throat> so I went with a song that I know really well from Greece. Um, 
I'm sorry, I don't normally apologize for the way I sound, but um, but there you go. I'm apologizing <laughs> um, for coughing, I should say. So I did a song from Greece that I know rather well. I totally forgot to come to the audition um, prepared to... Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm never mind. I came ready with my audition song. I had to pick, it could only be one minute long. I knew there was going to be a dance audition, which I'm not super great at instant choreography. So I'm a good dancer, like natural dancer, but for somebody to be like five, six, seven, and here's 20 moves. Now do it really fast right now. Boom, boom. Like, you know, that kind of a thing. No, 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 no. I'll get like three of those moves of those 20 um, moves. I'll get like three of those moves when you're learning it in like 30 seconds, you know? Um, and so I knew that, that that wasn't a strength of mine. I also knew that if I got on the show, I would memorize the choreography, work on it a lot, and then have it nailed by the time that show came because that's part of how I do life. But I was like, okay, I know I'm not strong at this instant choreography, but I'm going to still try. And that's what I did. So <clears throat> I had the same time slot as my daughter. So we drove together with Annalisa and we get there and I had already planned on, like, as soon as I see them, I, I'm just my, I'm flipping a switch. I do not know them. They're strangers to me, you know, for all the, I wanted it. I wanted to be professional. And I was really proud of all of us for how we handled that. They both did, they did what they said. They acted like they didn't know me. And, um, like she greeted us, like we were strangers, both of us, uh, my, my, her sister and myself. And, um, it was great. Um, I messed up. They, I gave them my phone cause that's how they played the song. My one minute instrumental track. They hit play and I missed my intro. I just didn't start singing. <laughs> and like five seconds past the time I was supposed to have started. I just said, I'm so sorry. I missed my entrance. Can I start over? And they were both very kind and they're like, yep, no problem. And, um, <laughs> I don't know if anybody else did that that day, but <laughs> I have seen it happen in other auditions. Other people do that. So I know I'm not the first person to do that, but I just laughed at myself and <laughs> then I tried again. So I, um, I really tried to come with a combination of I'm singing the vocal part, but also acting that one minute of that character. Um, this song was like, she's heartbroken. It's hopelessly devoted from Greece. So she's just like, oh my gosh, I know my heart shouldn't be going there with you, but, uh, oh, I'm so devoted to you. And I just, I thought about that and, um, I just tried to act it you know, gently act it while definitely hitting all the vocal, um, notes. And the, right after that was a dance audition, um, which was hilarious. I, it was like in two parts for whatever reason, I couldn't get the first part. The second part I did, I think fair. I don't fully know. I didn't ask them. They didn't tell me <laughs> afterwards, but I think I did fair overall. Mm -mm. Nope. <laughs> so, um, anyway, they, um, said they, I would hear from them within 24 hours on if I got a call back and I did, they, I got an email from the director and he called me back, um, for two different roles, um, two very different characters. One, um, is a very gentle kind of like a motherly type of role and the other role was, um, kind of like a brassy, um, I don't know if that's the right word. Um, the other character was, is very, um, confident, like kind of jumps the gun before she knows what's going on and has a big voice. 
And um, I was like, okay, cool, cool. I know both of these songs. Cool. Um, excellent. And um, nope, I'm wrong. I'm so sorry. I'm realizing I'm missing pieces of the story. I'm not going to edit this either. You guys know I don't go back and fix my imperfections. One of the roles was gentle and kind of like motherly. The other role I got called back for was for somebody who's like the class clown and has a pretty big song that she sings. And um, the class clown role, the name was Celise of the character. And I didn't even know that song because I was really familiar with the movie. And in the movie version, the song is not in there. So when I got that email, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to learn this song. And so I had 24 hours to learn this song. Thankfully, the song is only two little like paragraphs, like short little paragraphs. And then it repeats and repeats. Thank the Lord. Um, but at the end, it's a very big song. There's really big notes in there and it's got to be done soulfully and stuff. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So I like kicked into gear. I like learned this song. I burnt it into my head and I go back the next day for callbacks and they don't even have me sing for Solis, which is what I worked on for like 24 hours. And I was like, towards the end of the time, it seemed like I'm like, okay, maybe I'm almost done. And they, they were like, okay, thank you so much for coming. Um, you're released to go. And I was like, oh, wait, can I ask, can I ask a question? And he was like, yeah. I said, so am I not singing for Solis today? And he said, no, um, we actually don't need you to because, um, the other song that we had to sing, we could tell they're, they're similar. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, is there any chance that I could actually sing that song for you anyway? I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ask the question. Within myself, I had just said, you know what? I'm going to throw it out there because I really worked on this and I actually wouldn't mind having that role. But if they don't even hear me do it, how are they going to consider me? And he paused and he was like, well, if you want to sing it, sure. And I was like, you know what? I do want to sing it because I came ready for that. And he was like, okay, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Um, and before... I asked the question out loud to him, though I did ask myself, I said, if this was not your daughter and her friend, would you speak up and ask to sing that song if there were two strangers? And I know that I would have. I know that I would have. And so I don't believe he told me, yes, I could sing it because I was Marisa's mom. I think if anybody else asked him, I think he would have said yes to them also. And... I did. I sang that song, um, which is called Learn Your Lessons Well. And it was literally just one minute. And um, he was like, great. That was great. Thank you. And I left there and I felt really good. Um, I left the callback feeling good because I didn't hold back. And I spoke up and I asked a question. And I know sometimes it's so hard to ask a question or to put ourselves out there for many different reasons. And I knew within myself, like if he said, you know what? No, that's okay. I'm, I, we really don't need you to sing it. I mean, I wasn't going to push it. I was just going to be like, okay, no problem. No harm in asking, you know? And, um, but fortunately he did say yes. And, um, you know, then you're waiting. And I've sat through these moments many times with, with my daughter. You go to your callback and then you're waiting for a day or so, or not usually not a day. You're hoping that that night, at least the way they do it here in local small theater, they'll let you know if you got in and what role you have. And um, I auditioned with some girls who sounded excellent. Girls who are definitely half my age. Um probably half my size physically. <laughs> and, um, 
they were awesome, very, very talented. And so I didn't know, I didn't know how many people auditioned, if they were going to go with five females and five males, which I think is, that's not always done in God's belt. It, I don't, that part varies, but I didn't know any of the decisions, you know, cause I, I couldn't ask questions and I, Marisa was going to not tell me details anyway, cause she was very determined to not, um, do that, not, not do that to stick to it being professional. So anyway, I know I'm taking a long time to explain the details, but all these things mattered. It affected me during this process. So that's why I'm sharing it this way. Um, so get down with the callback and me and my daughter, actually, we went out singing afterwards. We went to karaoke and, um, I met a few friends and she met a few friends at this same location and we didn't stay out super late. You know, we get home and she's like, I'm just going to go to bed. I was like, okay, I'm going to stay up and wait and see if we get an email. And, um, and we both were contacted and we both made it in the show and I don't believe it's because we were related to them. I think it's because it was the door that God wanted to open for both of us. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to show. It was late. It was like midnight or something when I got the email and I was, I, I, it was hard to explain. Um, I sort of in my heart felt like I was going to get in. And when it came through, I was like, oh my gosh, this is very, very cool. And I just felt really grateful. I felt grateful that God opened a door to do something that I had been wanting to do for years. And I did it even though I wasn't a good, I wasn't great at, um, the instant choreography. I did it even though I was in a room with girls half my age and half my size, beautiful little size five, low white girls. Y'all don't hate me for saying white girls like that. I mean, you got to know my heart. It, it is what it is. Um, the, the reality is, and just to speak to that really quick, when I was younger, I had friends, I was friends with whites, blacks, Latinos. I wish I grew up with more Asian folks. I, I didn't in my area, but I, I would have loved to, um, or Indian folks. Um, but it was mainly white, black, and Latinos. And it was a definitely a common theme that the white girls had a much better life than I did. I didn't hate white people or anything like that. Um, I really didn't. Some of my closest friends were white, but that when I was in that audition room, there was a tiny bit, and I'm going to say a tiny bit, maybe like a, if my whole being is like a hundred percent, maybe like 5% of my being had a little tiny, tiny poke of, oh yeah, the white girls again who have it better than you. They're skinny, they're beautiful. They probably grew up with both parents in their house. Their dad probably didn't abuse their mom. Um, I wasn't thinking that now in this audition room at 45, I'm saying the little girl in me, the 10 year old me, who that is definitely what I would think back then when I was 10. Right now at 45 in that audition room, that little bit of the tiniest 5%, it was the temptation to compare and the temptation that maybe I wasn't going to be good enough. Now, those of you who, don't, who know me, I don't think like that. I don't live like that anymore. Comparing, not enough. Nope, nope. I just don't do it. I don't do it. I refuse to do it. Well, in that room, a little 5%, a little, little 5%. So I had to pause and just, I closed my eyes and I took a breath. 
And I was like, no. I know who I am. And I'm going to quote the lyrics of this Maverick City song. I paused. I was like, I know who I am. I know what you've spoken, meaning God, what God has spoken to me about who I am and what I'm capable of. And I'm already loved and I'm already chosen. Maybe I wasn't going to get in the show. That wasn't the point. But I was like, I'm chosen. I'm enough. No matter who's in this room with me, no matter what they look like, no matter what they sound like, I'm not comparing myself. And so I had to really, that 5%, I'm like, nope. I like grabbed that sucker, threw it to the ground and just, nope, I'm moving forward. And when I got that email that I'm in the show, I really felt the gentle whisper of God speaking to my heart like, I told you you were enough. I told you. God is so sweet and fun and loving. And it wasn't like, I told you so, you know, some scolding thing. He wasn't mad at me because I doubted myself for a second. No, but he gently spoke to my heart and was like, I told you you're enough. You know, and it was this such a great, a great, great feeling. And, you know, when I was in that, also when I was in that audition space, it was me and the other two girls and we're like around the piano. The director was at the piano and we all got sheet music when we got there. So like full sheet music where there's a staff, you know, and the lyrics and those um, sheets have always been confusing when I'm looking at them. First of all, I don't read music and I don't know theory, music theory and stuff. So my eyes, when I'm looking at those um, sheets, they look very full and busy and it's always been hard for my eyes to just find the words because that's all I'm looking for. And so there were moments of confusion because just, just how my I'm wired when I'm looking at the sheet. So thankfully I brought a highlighter and I highlighted the lyrics. Um, but even then I'm like, those of you who know what I'm talking about, I'm like, on this whole page, there's only two line of words. Like, why is it so busy? Well, that's the music part, you know, but so there's like eight pages. It's taking eight pages to do what could fit on one page lyrically, you know? <laughs> so that I was working through that aspect. I was working through the little bit of doubting myself. Um, also in that audition room, when I heard the other two girls sing, I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are awesome. Um, one of them got nothing and I'm like, good job. And one of the chicks kind of looked at me like, why are you talking to me? Um, that's literally what her face looked like. And she didn't even respond to me when I complimented her. And so I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to be extra nice to you now just because you're acting like this is weird and not normal for somebody to be nice to another person when you're singing the same song. No, honey, I don't live like that. That's super unhealthy and immature. The other girl who sang really good too. She was like, thank you. And then after I sang, the other girl said, you sounded really great. So she was very sweet. She complimented me back. The other girl who was just not wanting to receive my compliment, um, actually didn't even get in the show. <laughs> um, but it wasn't because she wasn't gifted enough. I think there were, um, I don't know who cares. I don't know. But, um, that was an interesting dynamic. I'm not used to being around people that when I compliment them genuinely, that they look at me like, um, why are you talking to me? Which is literally, that's, that was totally her vibe and her feel. It wasn't just one thing she did. There were a couple of different things that I picked up on. And, um, that's my, that's my overall assessment of her. And I bless her. She's a clearly young. And so I just bless her in her young state. <laughs> but, um, the other girl who was nice, um, got in the show too. So that's great. Um, anyway, the thing that I 
had to keep asking myself through this process um, was, what am I waiting for? Um, before I made the decision, that was what I had asked myself. And they're just, I'm gonna, I said it again. Before I'm going to say it again, there just were not enough reasons not to try. And so I want to encourage you to ask yourself that. What are you waiting for, beloved? Maybe it's not auditioning for a show. Maybe that's not your thing. That's fine. What is that thing? What is something that you would like to do? What is something that you would like to try? What is... It doesn't even have to be something that's on this scale of things. It could be something very small. I've talked to people where this... Doing something um, out of the comfort zone, it could even be something like a recipe. Um, It might sound silly, but it's not. If that's what matters to you and that's something you want to try, maybe it's wearing a certain outfit or certain colors. Or um, there's people who I know who want to, they want to wear like certain accessories Maybe they're a little bit flashy or the style is different. What are you waiting for? I I want you to really ask yourself that. We, We put our lives on hold because we let so many things hold us back. And... In the meantime, we're missing out. And honestly, others are missing out from what you have to give. I'm sharing this because I'm literally in the middle of my journey of life at 45. And I'm at the very beginning of my process here with this show. I... We have not started rehearsals yet. I will try to keep making episodes and give some updates on things because I this is not going to be an easy thing for me to pull off. I have I feel like I have pretty good mental strength and capacity to not spiral down into fear and um you know, be crippled by things and and that type of thing. But I'm not perfect at this. I'm a human. And so much so, the girls and I, we went, and my mom, we went to see West Side Story this past weekend. It just reopened. Um, The Steven Spielberg one, Um, it just reopened. It just started this weekend. And it was brilliant. And I'm sitting there watching these dance scenes and I'm like, how am I going to do this show that I'm in? How am I going to remember all this choreography? How am I going to remember my lines? I don't know that I'm going to have a ton of speaking lines, but there's only a cast of, I think it's 10, 10, I think. Um, how, how am I going to do this? And I admitted to myself, I was sitting in that theater and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm a little bit afraid. I'm a little bit afraid and I had to pause and just breathe. And first I was, I gave myself permission to be honest with myself. I don't want to deny that I was afraid. And I was like, you know what? I'm a little bit afraid, but because the way I do my life, which there's an invitation for you to do this as well. I'm closely connected with God and I immediately felt God's presence with me and speaking to me again, like, I'm with you, even though you feel afraid. And he reminded me, it's not, I'm not going to be perfect. Nope. God just wants my heart. And then I can do my own practical work. Like I'm going to just learn my lines. I'm going to learn the choreography. I'm going to work on my song over and over and over again. And, um, basically just reminded me that, yep, you can do this. You can do this. And I remembered my own slogan. 
you are strong, you can do hard things. And I'm I'm excited and I'm nervous. And um I shared the news with this these family friends of ours who are all in theater, even their dad, who's like in his fifties. And they're so sweet. They were so excited for me and just celebrated it with me. And they're like, give me the dates. We're going to come. We're going to support you. We're going to be just going crazy in the, in the seats. And, um, and I just feel so loved and supported, not just from them, but even other friends like through Snapchat, because I put some of this on Snapchat and like, who I haven't talked to in a little while. And they're like, this is really cool. Like you're inspiring me. I'm like, oh my gosh, awesome. Yay. Um, And so I just, I'm such a bigger picture person. I'm proud of myself for trying to do something. I'm proud of myself for taking a step of faith. I'm proud of myself for going into that audition where I did not want any favor, like I knew them. I'm proud of them for literally treating me like they didn't know me. I'm so proud of that. I'm... I'm proud of myself in advance, even though practice hasn't started. Um, There's so many great things that are going to come from this. Um, There's another show that I want to audition for in the summer, and Godspell is going to help prepare me for that. Get the feel for being in a show and practices. And I love just like teamwork and oneness with the group, with one purpose. That's kind of my life. And so I'm so excited and I'm nervous and I'm proud of myself and I'm grateful. And I, I just bless you, friend, to ask yourself, what are you waiting for? Are you waiting to be perfect? Because, honey, you ain't never going to be. And that's a good thing. Perfect isn't real. Humans aren't perfect. They can't be. No matter how many filters they create, no matter how many new apps there are, it's not real. You are a real person all on your own with no electronics and you're enough. Are you waiting to lose the weight or to finish your education or to be married? I know a gal who's with the ministry I'm with. Um, She's single. I don't remember the last time she was in a relationship, but I know she's been single for a little bit. And she's in the process of adopting a baby. She's not waiting to be married. She doesn't have to. And I'm so proud of her. What is the thing that you want to do? Do you have an opportunity in front of you that you're shrinking back from a little bit, but like in your heart, you don't really want to shrink back, but it's the habit of shrinking back. It's familiar for you to shrink back. What is in your heart? What do you want to do? What are you waiting for? Give yourself permission to try because the world needs what you have inside of you. I'm believing that me being in this show is so much bigger than me getting to act and sing and dance. I don't know what God's going to do, but he's going to definitely do something. Because it's just, there's so much more to accomplish than me being able to be in the spotlight for a few minutes. That, I, However, I think he's going to use me being in the spotlight for a few minutes to do something bigger and greater than me. I think lives are going to be touched. I think people are going to connect with the story. I think um, even the show is kind of have silly moments and quirky moments and parts that are like, what? That's unorthodox. I think he's going to work through all that and really touch people's lives. Heck, if people laugh at a part, laughter is medicine. Laughter is healing. When there's healing taking place, God is in the mist. And I think God's going to do a lot of things in this show. And um, I'm just beaming right now. And I, I'm going to pray for you right now. I don't know where you're at in your relationship with God. And I'm not here to preach at you. 
There's an invitation here, though, for you if you want it. And I'm just going to pray for you. So God, right now, for anyone who's listening, I pray that you would surround them with your glorious goodness and your love. I pray that they would take a moment and ask themselves, what am I waiting for? And I pray that they would give themselves permission to answer that question with an optimistic mindset, with a can-do attitude, that they're not asking that question to genuinely find a bunch of reasons for them to continue to shrink back, but they ask themselves that question with permission. Lord, I pray that truth and courage would rise up in each person listening right now. Truth about the, the fact that they're enough. Truth about the fact that they're worthy. Truth about the fact that even if they try and it doesn't happen, maybe somebody does want to audition for a musical. Maybe they don't get in the musical. But you know what? They tried. They won because they tried. God, in Jesus' name, I pray that your love and your presence would move on every heart that's listening right now. I pray that they would feel connected with peace and truth and acceptance of themselves. And I pray that you would do it again in somebody else's life. Would you do it in the life of the person who's listening right now? Do it again. You are enough, beloved. You are strong and you can do hard things. And I bless you with that truth. In the name of Jesus, you are never alone. You are never stuck. You are never too much. And you are always enough. Remember that. Elevate your life. Love you.